0: Welcome to the Life's Better podcast. This is our 50th episode of the Life's Better podcast, which we're just going to thank all of our crazy what 50 million fans who are tuning in every single month. Uh, Maybe not 50 million, maybe 50,000. That's probably where we're around. (laughs) We're going to do something a little different with this episode. But before we get into that, Josh, when I brought this to your attention last week that we were at 50, Mm -hmm. do you remember what your reaction was? My reaction was, I feel like we're at a lot... (laughs)
1: further than that. I didn't realize it was only 50. we got
0: to have at least 100. We're at least approaching that 100th episode. (laughs) We're just at 50. It might take a little while to get to 100, Uh, but we're glad that you guys have been tuning in. And if this is your first time, welcome. This is a podcast dedicated to the fact that life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. And today what we're going to be doing is we're going to go to the vault. We're going to go back to some previous episodes and highlight some things that we've really enjoyed. And so this is this is a clip show, guys. That's yeah. what that's what this is. It's
1: actually great if this is your first time. You're getting kind of like a little ad of what <laughs> what we've done in the last
0: 50 episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you have been watching though, you probably notice that I would say most episodes. You and I will do some silly little game that kind of intros the yeah, main idea. Absolutely. Jonathan always brings them, has a. <laughs> and I'm, I'm surprised
1: because, like, most of them are not repeats. Like, you, you every have every once a new in a while,
0: every once in a while, I'll throw in there, or it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's different, but not really different. <laughs> uh, What we're going to do first is just highlight, both of us have um, maybe a favorite game segment that Mm -hmm. we've been able to uh, participate in, and we're going to start with that one. Um, One of my favorites, Josh, was when my wife was actually on the episode uh, where we were highlighting Kentucky Kids belong. And the game that we did was exploring, really, for Dane and I, we went down memory lane. Mm-hmm. We were going to be talking about fostering. We are going to talk about adoption. Yeah. And so we were like, hey, what were we like when we were kids? Mm-hmm. And so we looked at some of the fads of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And it was fun for Dane and I, just like, oh, yeah, oh, those things. And then what made it fun was we always asked Josh, Josh, do you know about that <laughs> trend? Do you know about that yeah. fad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the exception of like one and a half, Mm -hmm. Josh didn't know a single one. No. So what you're about to watch is a shortened version of that segment. Enjoy. All right, so the first question is, did you ever own a koosh ball? Yes, those were so much fun. Now, before you give any clues as to what that is, Josh, (laughs) do you know what a koosh ball is? No. (laughs) Second question. Do you ever get into? Sorry, did you ever get into hair crimping? Oh. Crimping your hair. Does he need to? Josh, do you know what hair crimping would be? Oh, no. All right. Did you own a pair of jelly shoes?
1: Yes. Do you know jelly shoes? Oh,
0: no. Do you own? Did you own a hypercolor shirt?
1: Oh. Do you know those?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> There you yeah. have it. Okay, got another fashion question for you. Uh, this one I'm going to have to spin a little bit different for Josh. Uh, but did you did you ever uh, own a pair of overalls? Like, were you sporting the overall thing in the early 90s? Okay, now, Josh, you obviously know what overalls are. <laughs> However, in the early 90s, there were two ways that you could wear your overalls and still be cool. Mm. Are, are you familiar with what those two ways were?
1: One of them was one strap off. Right? Yes,
0: got to have the one and, strap off. And... There was one other way. No. (laughs) But you would wear a belt, and you would unstrap both, and let that flap (laughs) hang in front and in the back. Last question. Um, Did you ever try to avoid the Noid?
1: (laughs) Josh looks confused.
0: Dana knows the reference. Do you know the reference? No. (laughs) What is the Noid? Do you remember?
1: He was that little... I don't even know what he was. The little mascot, little creature guy for Domino's Pizza, right? No.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're right. Yeah, Round Table. Yeah. He, he looked kind of like a rabbit, but he wore a costume, so you never really knew what was going on inside, but he had rabbit ears, <laughs> so he was some sort of rabbit. Gosh, now that we've replayed that. Yeah, uh, it makes me I'm, feel a
1: little bit young. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. I'm curious if, since that episode, You've heard some of those fads, like heard people talking about Jelly Shoes or avoiding the Noid or any of the things that we talked about. You Did know, any of it come up with like, oh my gosh, yeah, no, that I, was on the podcast. I forget who who it was. The, the Noid
1: thing, absolutely not. <laughs> I, that's never come up since. Um, I'm still convinced that might have been made up by you guys. Uh, but Jelly Shoes, I forget who it was, came up to me and had actually watched the podcast. And they were at our church and oh, Who was
0: it? It might have they been. They were like showing off their their shoes. It might have been Lisa. Okay. Lisa Kurtzinger. Or okay. I
1: I think and and she was like, "How do you not know what jelly
0: shoes are?" <laughs> I'm like, uh,
1: I, not, "I still like I I i, I re- trying to remember back to that episode. I feel like I went back and like looked at a picture of them, and I still can't it's like, picture. No, I don't, what, I don't know I, anything I, yeah, about no, this. No. Okay, absolutely not. Yeah.
0: All right, so what was one of your favorite game so segments?
1: So, I cheated. I cheated. I pulled pulled two because I didn't want to play favorites or anything. Uh, but I really liked our Mother and Father's Day episode games. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we, like, the reason I liked them was not only because I realized I don't know as much about my parents as I thought I did, <laughs> uh, but on top of that, it was fun to just message your parents <laughs> and get their answers. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it, it, it's, it was an interesting episode altogether, like, talking about families, but uh, that game in particular was just cool because I got to know a little bit more about your family And you got to know a little bit more about mine yeah. and I, I, I Without even them being here got to know more about my parents and I was like what why, why was that their memory of me? And so enjoy a little bit of both of those episodes So Josh do you think you know your mom I? Knowing the questions. I don't know if I know my mom okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna okay. try, I'm gonna try I
0: ho- hopefully I do so, I'm sorry if I don't. So, you've been in contact with my mom. Mm-hmm. I've been in contact with your mom. We we know some answers. Mm-hmm. We'll see if, you know, uh, it actually works that you know your <laughs> mom. I, I know some answers. We'll find out. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. I was about to read you her answer. Whoops. <laughs> That's not good. <gonna laughs> number help.
1: four. Uh, growing up, what did you think you wanted to do
0: for a living? Yeah. I'm going to lose a point on this one, I'm sure. But... I, I think my answer is probably more accurate than mm. whatever my mom put down. Really? Okay. And You think you know your mom better than your mom so, knows herself? So maybe. Okay. I think the answer is everything. So, and the reason why is... Honestly, I can't tell you how many times like she has made some little comment or told some story about oh I wanted to do this or oh it would have been you know great if I did that and then on top of that when it came to even choosing a career for myself okay. or you know my siblings she was always throwing out like hundred and one ideas almost to the sense of like she wants to live vicariously through us because she's got mm. all these plans and all these ideas and wouldn't it be great to do this and that and that so I'm gonna go with everything I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to lose
1: a point on that So, she did not say everything, but she did say that uh, she felt like she was meant to teach children. Okay. And she also said that uh, when she was in junior high, she felt like God was calling her to be a missionary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't get a point on that one, but that's (laughs) cool. Number six, how many boyfriends did you have before meeting your husband? (laughs) I know... Only about one, mainly Mm -hmm. because the story goes that he, my dad says it all the time, he he threw it away to go date somebody else and he showed up with flowers uh, that day and they started dating shortly after like the day that So the she day broke
0: up with that your mom broke up with some dude mm-hmm. your dad showed up with flowers saying rebound 1 and I don't know about any other ones I don't know anything about the serious all I know is the answer was 2 2 I'm ah, sorry man sorry mom I'm sorry well maybe I don't need to know about Yes. Anyway. <laughs> nice so, thing. 2 1, you're beating me right now. It, it, it's probably not going to last for long. No, nah, the lead will <laughs> last, knowing that <laughs> some of these questions. Sorry, Dad. What's your dad's favorite food? This one, if you don't get a point on it, um, I'm going to be really disappointed because your dad has five different answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. Okay. Uh, what was your dad's first car and how old was he when he got it?
1: Okay. So I don't remember my dad telling me, uh,
0: like, this was my first car and everything, but I do remember a story. I know he he drove a Malibu at some point. I really don't know if that was his first vehicle, um, and I don't know how old he was. I'm going to go with 18 Malibu. Okay, so I have no idea what the type of car a Malibu
1: is, Okay, but he said a 1961 Ford. Mm. Is the, is a Malibu a
0: Ford? I don't believe so. Okay, I I, I'm not a car guy. I'm not either. All but the men who okay he, he was 18. Know. So you got the name. You got the. He just said a Ford. He said a
1: 1961 Ford. Well, that's not helpful, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Ford makes a lot of cars.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know some of uh, our parents' memories of us and us of them. Uh, One of the things that we have done, maybe not so consistently recently, but certainly in the beginning of our uh, podcasting, we would consistently invite guests on and just kind of share how they've been walking with God, the community that they've been creating and the purpose that they have in life because of it. Uh, What we're going to do is just highlight one of our favorite guests. Josh has one. I have one, and hopefully you guys will enjoy this as well. Definitely one of our favorites, both of our Mm -hmm. favorites, was when Justin Ross was able to visit. And Justin is a missionary with Sparrow Missions. He's actually the founder of Sparrow Missions, currently serving in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And one of the parts that I loved, well, really throughout his interview, was just his passion for God, his obedience to God, and then the work of God in his life because of it. And so the uh, the part of the episode that you're going to be watching now is when he's sharing how he adopted he and his wife adopted their their two sons, and the obedience and the willingness to step into whatever God was calling him to and then to see the miraculous, I think was just really touching for anyone who happened to see that episode. Here's Justin. then I want to talk about family for a little bit. Uh... You know, you've got two adopted children, twins, Mm -hmm. and then you've got the 11-day-year-old. When it comes to adoption and fostering, my wife, extended family, a lot of friends, they're huge advocates for fostering and adopting. I notice that there seems to be two extremes when it comes to, you know, getting involved with that. One, could never do it. God's not calling me to it. You know, I can barely handle my own life, let alone someone else's life. And then the other extreme of, man, I'm going to get into this, and it's going to be wonderful, and it's going to be great, and they're going to fill me with so much love, and I'm going to fill them with so much love. Uh, I want to know what it is that really caused you to adopt and what your experience was with maybe both of those extremes. Yeah, Yeah.
2: well, you know, when people ask us about adoption, you know, the first thing I think is it was it's as big of a step of faith as going on the mission field. Yeah. Hmm. And if you asked which one tested my faith more, the adoption process did. Hmm. It took more faith to say, God, I put these kids in your hands, no matter what's going to happen. I put them in your hands more than I put this ministry and the future of this ministry in your hands. Because hmm. I, I can't explain it because, in you know, the way that we, we received our kids was from a judge in Honduras, it had been a very violent situation with their parents, with the birth mom, and the father was a violent gang member.
0: How old were they at the time? They
2: were zero, like we okay. got them from the hospital. Wow, and so, um, they didn't, they don't still don't know, you know that exact story, nor do we. We don't know much about it, we don't know much about their past. Um, but we do know that adoption like that in Honduras is really rare and really difficult and we knew that going into it this is we just had this peace we're, we're going to take these kids god they're in your hands and now when the tough part is when you get to be when they get to be 3 and 4 years old your mom and dad it's you, they know nothing except you and your lawyer calls you and says mm. it doesn't look like it's going to happen Gee. and you just feel like you're going to vomit you're so like so that's when this this faith side of it and your physical side the earthly side They just don't want to interact. They are gritting against each other. And you cannot, your body can't really even respond to it. And so we just prayed. We just prayed, God, help us, help us, Lord. Mm -hmm. Just crying out. And God continued to do it his way. And miraculously, it happened. And so
0: do you mind walking us through a little bit of how that happened?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, when we took the kids in, we had a judge that we we went, we, we get a call on the phone. I get a call on the phone. And I, it's, it's a, a ministry friend who's from Honduras. And she says, do you know anyone who would take in twins? They're going to be abandoned. They're going to go into a government orphanage, which means you never get adopted. And it is a hard life. This is in the mountains of Honduras in Copan. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe, maybe me and my wife can take them. What do you think about it? You know?" And she said, mm-hmm. I said, call the lady back. See if she'll let uh, an American couple take the kids and adopt them. Go back, This comes right back. Yes, she said yes. I was like, confirm with her that we're going to come and we're going to pick them up as soon as they're healthy enough. They were born at like three pounds each. Oh. When they're healthy enough, when she's like, well, they may not live. I was like, well, I can't control that. Tell them, at, confirm with her that we're going to come get these kids. She said, yes. Calls back. Okay, they're yours. Come get them in three days when they're out of the hospital. I'm like, Oh, my gosh. i got to call my wife. So I call my wife, (laughs) Ashley. So you
0: you committed to adopting these children before you spoke to your wife? Yeah, I mean, the way you say it, it sounds bad. But if you knew uh,
2: knew my interactions with my wife and people who know me, it's actually not that shocking. Um, And so I call Ash. She's teaching school, and she's in between periods. And I'm like, Ash, uh, what do you think about adopting twins? And she's like, is it a boy or, boy or girl? Two boys And I'm like, I don't know. Does it doesn't matter. And she's like, just tell him yes. I got to go to class. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> bed, focused. And so we drive up there. The judge um, has, calls the police. When we arrive to the hospital, we get pulled in front of this judge because they think we're trying to buy him, mm. like human trafficking situation. We're like, no, we're actually in ministry. We've never applied for adoptions. We're just here because we feel like it's the right thing to do. And over the next four days, we kind of get interrogated by her over and over again. Mm. And the last day, our, our lawyer who had come to meet us says, says, well, I don't think it's going to happen, but it'll be a miracle if it does. Kind of flippantly, kind of sarcastically. And Ashley goes, I'm going to remember you said that.
0: Like, <laughs> it's going to be a miracle.
2: We don't, you don't talk to my wife. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a miracle. She leaves. The next morning, we go into the judge's office again. She goes, I'm gonna make sure these babies are yours. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure you adopt them. And I, th- I really believe that God's done this. And we're like, something changed.
0: Oh, Josh, I know that was one of your favorites. Absolutely. I'm super curious as to who's gonna outdo Justin. <laughs> who was one of your favorites?
1: Yeah, so this one was like, even maybe a little bit emotional to, to go back and watch. But I picked Alan, uh, who is the I I would say, founder of Camp Calvary. Alan Cooper
0: may not have founded the camp, but But he certainly
1: established it for what it is today. Absolutely. And he came on about two years before he actually passed away and talked about ministry at the camp, uh, his passion behind that. And my my clip is gonna be a little section where I ask him about you know, how have you in ministry not only attached yourself to uh, and, and had the endurance to go through 33 years, is what mm-hmm. he had said at that point uh, of ministry, but also how you've decided to stay in one place because that's 33 years yeah. in the same place. Um, and his answer was just awesome. And, and I'll let you guys watch that. It's the 33rd year um, for Camp Calvary with you as, uh, as manager. Uh, so what, what continues, and, and, and as a person who's in ministry, I, I, I see that and I think that's older than I am now. <laughs> and I think that I've been doing this long time and it's only been five years how clearly you there's something there that that you you've not just said i'm full time ministry but thirty three years at the same place means that you feel really really called there. What is it about in those thirty three years that's really kept you passionately pursuing camp ministry
2: its It's all I want to do mm-hmm. um, I'm not able to do the things that I used to be able to do because a of few of a few health issues but um there's nothing else. I enjoy going on vacation with family. I enjoy getting away and getting a break and getting away from things, but I'm always eager to get back and get started and doing the things. When you can see the effect um, of the hand of God on the things that you're touching on a daily basis, hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for. And it's just an honor. To know that God could use somebody like me um, to do the things that He's done through camp. Hmm. That's
0: what else could you ask for? Sure. Well, I think Alan's definitely an individual who has a deep connection with God, has discovered his community and the purpose that really God called him to when it came to camp ministry, not wanting to do anything else. And so, although Alan is now with the Lord, uh, certainly his legacy lives on with all the campers that have been able just to grow in Christ because of him. Yeah. Well, One of the things we always do is, well, we try. Sometimes we probably, you know, maybe skip this one a little bit more. But we always try (laughs) to provide... Really valuable content that we think would help you in deepening your relationship with God, really forming deeper, richer community and finding purpose. And so that's kind of our content. Uh, We do a lot of fluff stuff just for fun, (laughs) but we're now looking at one of the things that we enjoyed the most when it came to sharing content with you that we thought was valuable. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, I'm going to last year where it was around thanksgiving time so we made a special emphasis on thanksgiving yeah. how to be thankful how yeah. to be grateful and we came up with some creative uh, ideas that maybe some people haven't really thought through, so that they can build uh, just a sense of Thanksgiving in their own hearts. And so I came up with one that I thought would be, you know, fun and silly, and yeah, this would be enjoyable. Little did I know that Josh was just going to hate it so much to the point where he almost puked. He almost puked. If you missed that episode, well, <laughs> guess what? You missed. Here it is. I talk to people about gratitude. It's one of those things that I try to emphasize. Like, hey, this this needs to be a part of. your your life and I typically get one of two responses either it's the you know what I, that that used to be a part of my life I haven't really mm-hmm. thought about making that a regular rhythm of each and every day or it's that yeah, yeah yeah I tried that you know I used to watch Oprah in the 90s and yeah 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 we're, we're supposed to be grateful it didn't do it for me it's overhyped and if you're in that second category and you're kind of rolling your eyes and like oh gratitude yeah here we go again <laughs> Here's the thing. You're probably doing it wrong. Like, honestly, mm. if, if this was something that you thought, eh, I was hoping for more and didn't deliver, you're probably doing it wrong. Mm. So we're going to share some ways that maybe you can do it right. And so I'm going to start first, and I'm going to share the first exercise, which is the can of beans gratitude exercise. I'm so excited to learn Can of this beans. <laughs> so I did not come up with this. Uh, I read about it by a, a guy by the name of Seth Fortin. Uh, Pinnock actually came up with it, and all you need is a can of beans, which I happen to have right here, uh, a can of beans, and a spoon, as well as a can opener, unless you've got one of these cool little top things that just will pop it right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you decide one meal out of the week, and this is not an ongoing, you don't do it every single week, but definitely try it at least once, hmm. where you say, okay, one meal, Um, I'm going to open up that can of beans, and that's going to be my meal. You don't get a special bowl that you get to pour the beans in. You cannot heat it up in the microwave or on the stove. It is just you, the can of beans, and a spoon. I've got two spoons here. One spoon is for you, Josh, because we are actually going to participate in this. Oh, no. But while you're eating the beans... What you need to do is just pause, and you can oh, no. maybe, maybe even maybe a fun way to do this would be just to imagine that you're, you know, by a campfire, maybe in Yosemite, and try to think as as many things that you can be grateful for. You know, I we're going to participate in this in just a moment, but you know, think about okay the texture. You know, it's it's it, it might be nice. I don't know. Uh, we're going to find out. The, the taste no might be far more delicious than you thought you may go a different direction and you might start to think, okay, think about all the different people that had to be a part of making this can of beans. I mean, this is, this, this is where my mind immediately goes. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, just the metal alone mm-hmm. had to be mined, uh, maybe recycled. The factories had to like lay that metal out and create a can. Uh, think about the farmers who had to actually plant, harvest, deliver it to some you know factory where they cooked the beans and eventually just showed up in your pantry, right? That there's hundreds and hundreds of people's hands that went into this, let alone the the paper that went into the label and the ink. I mm. mean, there's just so much. Or or you can go a different direction and you can just realize, okay, this is awful. <laughs> but But the cool thing is, tomorrow, when I have breakfast, uh, I will have far more variety in my diet. And you get to have that variety every single day. I mean, food shipped in from all around the world. And so, it's just a way to be grateful. Josh, you ready for this, man?
1: Yeah, that's the only place my mind went was the negative side of gratitude (laughs) of, oh, my gosh, I'm thankful I don't have to eat this normally. Oh, gosh, it looks
0: disgusting. Josh, do you not like beans? No. (laughs) I like... uh,
1: Refried beans are okay.
0: This is just... (laughs) <laughs> and if you're if you're wondering to know like okay wait where can i get those oh, wonderful gosh. this is this is kroger's uh great northern white beans so let me get my spoon
1: this might be the worst thing jonathan's ever made me do
0: you know what this is a gratitude exercise josh
1: <laughs> all right here we go i'm thankful for all the things that jonathan has made me do besides this
0: no i gotta say that's pretty good that is far better than i thought it was going to be It's not bad. Clearly, they've added sodium because I could eat this can of beans and really enjoy it. Josh, you're not feeling it? No. (laughs) Really? You know what? I'm going to go for a second spoonful. Who needs lunch, right? This This is wonderful. And at the end of your time of experiencing this wonderful, tasty meal, I would encourage you to maybe even... Share your gratitude with God who provides you food every single day Mm. with a lot of variety Mm. and maybe at least in Josh's case, better tasting food than uh, our wonderful great northern white beans. (laughs) All right, that's the first gratitude (laughs) exercise. (laughs) Clearly lost on Josh completely. I'm so sorry. So for those of you who may not have had conversations with us after, mm. it was really it was kind of funny because when we were done uh, videoing, uh, done recording that, Josh admitted that when he was eating it, there was this active suppression of his gag reflex. Yes. And so if you're watching this on YouTube, you can probably like you know pause the oh. moments where there's just. No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna power through this, but oh. everything in me wants to gag right now. Had I known, had I known that you had such a hatred for beans, I don't think I would have done that to you. It's but okay. it's still kind of fun, and that was that was <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, for those of you who, who uh, this is your second felt, time,
1: I felt so bad because so, I ruined.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you were like. You know,
1: like like what went into putting these beans together? You can be thankful. And I'm just over here like... Gagging, like,
0: yeah. Like, I'm so thankful that I don't have to eat these <laughs> which, after it's which over. Which was part of the exercise. So yeah. I, I think it ended up working out. All right, Josh, last clip here. All
1: right. I, I'm, I'm going to cheat again. Uh, I, I I did the Mother Father's Day, both both from two different clips. Uh, but I'm making it hard on myself because I'm editing this. So like I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna apologize for it. Um, but this is even a bigger cheat because it's not technically from a podcast episode. Okay. No, um, I, if if I have to pick a podcast episode, I will say one of my favorites was our discussion on sarcasm and me having to just admit that this is a struggle for me. Like I absolutely use sarcasm in everyday life. And then also our conversation with Joanna afterward being like, I think it's in the Bible. I think God does right, it, and right. like she's fine with it. Uh, and so we had to, like, I don't know, the next podcast be like, maybe it's okay sometimes. I don't know. Uh, but the one that I'm picking and the one that I have clips for uh, is actually something I stumbled across and almost forgot existed, but it's why we started the podcast uh, originally. And if you don't know, uh, or one of the reasons we started the podcast sure. uh, is because during COVID, we were trying to think of creative ways to still keep in contact with our church, uh, keep in contact with uh, like, and still have moments of teaching and fellowship. And um, every day, every day, yeah, every day, we did a lunchtime yeah. with Jonathan and Josh. Yeah, and it's a little cringy at times, like going back and being like, "This was our <laughs> setup. Like this was bad." Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it was really fun just knowing that like we we decided, you know, we're not going to just continue this with the status quo because we want to protect people. But at the same time, we're not going to give up um trying to teach, trying to do things, trying to encourage you guys. Um, and we made this commitment that was huge. Looking back on it now, it's like, wow, we did that every day. Every day. Um, but at the same time, it, it produced some pretty funny and also really, really uh, good moments that I hope encouraged you guys, for those of you that have been with us since the beginning and produced the podcast after that. We were like, well, we're not done doing yeah. this. <laughs> Let's keep doing it. Check it out.
0: Welcome to our lunch break events that we're going to be doing all week long, Monday through Friday. Uh, This is Josh. I'm sure you know Josh. Uh, Today, what we want to do is just kind of launch this, see if there's much interaction with it. Um, But really, the, the hope is that as a church, you know, we are continuing, even in these unprecedented times, we're continuing to help people discover God's love, community with each other, and a purposeful life. And what is it that we're living out? Well, it's it's actually living out faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of those, we know, is love.
1: Thank you God for this wonderful day,
0: and um, I know with uh, that we're all in quarantine, and that can be pretty scary, and um, and uh, we can live with the glass half empty, and we can live it with the glass half full, and, um, and uh, you always gotta remember what God has done for you. So, Over the last few weeks, in particularly, time and time again, we just see you as a church coming through sacrificially, time and time again, serving one another. Last night, I was hanging out with our life group not physically, but online. And I saw this, this was actually (laughs) small enough that I could put in my lunch pail uh, today and bring it. This is a giraffe that was actually hand carved in Swaziland. And so we we bought this in Swaziland, doing ministry in Swaziland. So it's always got a little bit of special purpose meaning because it reminds us of of ministry there. This is? Berkeley. Owen. Chaz. And we're so glad that you are joining us today.
1: Will find me. Oh, you. Oh,
0: we wanted to let you know that tomorrow is the last lunch break segment that we'll be doing. I know some of you are like, what? I can't believe it. How can I live without this? Well, we have done actually 44. This was today was the 44th episode of Lunch Break. Tomorrow is 45. And the whole purpose that we had behind this was to remain connected and to help us grow in the time of quarantine. And as those restrictions are being lifted, we want to go ahead and move our attention to other things that can continue to allow us to be the church for our community. Now, with that, we're going to be letting you know that although next week we're going to be taking off completely uh, we're gonna be reintroducing some content that you can still enjoy online we haven't quite figured out exactly what that's gonna be but we're excited to let you know when we figure it all out well hopefully you guys can tell that technology has improved just a little bit <laughs> and maybe <laughs> Maybe that's about it. Maybe <laughs> maybe we're pretty much the same. But hopefully you enjoyed that. Again, thanks for making the last 50 episodes something that's probably a part of your rhythm. And if it's new, we would encourage you to ke- keep tuning in because like we've always said, life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. And that's what we focus on in this podcast. Yeah. Here's to another 50, right? There we go. <laughs> 50, here we come.